Welcome to the Two Witnesses Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Caleb, journey through the story of the Bible, seeking a better understanding of God's Word and the spiritual war that rages all around us. Previously on the Two Witnesses Podcast. Giants. Gods of old. Demigods. And a world filled with sin. These are all things that happened before the flood. Now, let's get into uh, continuing. The story of Noah. Yeah, there we go. Sorry, we finished each other's sentences. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Alright, so we were on... Verse, I am not on the right page. Verse 9, chapter 6. So. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Genesis 6, verse 9. You want to continue with verse 6? Yes. Or chapter 6. Um, this is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations. Noah walked with God, and Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The third also was corrupt. What? Sorry. <laughs> the earth was also corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt, for all flesh corrupted their way in the earth. Now, back to my point in the previous episode. This is kind of defending the point that it could have been much more evil before the flood. Yeah. Now, and we do have a corrupt world. Mm-hmm. We do. But they're it's stressing not... the point. Yeah. Um... And that's why the flood happened. And so, God promised never to do the flood again. Yep. So, uh, And actually, if you read the book of Enoch, uh, which we talked about in the previous episode a little bit, uh, it says that the angels were also creating hybrid animals. So things like griffins and hybrid animals like that. You know? That's cool. Or, or like a hippogriff, you know? Half horse, half eagle. There's no hippo in there? <laughs> well, hippo refers to horse. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. A hippogriff is... It's got the body of a horse and the wings of an eagle. So they were creating... So Pegasus. No, it's different from a Pegasus. There's something else. I forget. Oh, no, because a Pegasus has yeah. a horn. No, that's no? a unicorn. That's a unicorn. Yeah, Wait, Pegas- but I didn't know unicorns had wings. No, they don't. Wait, you- so... I, I, there's something else about the hippogriff that I'm not remembering, but you've got the pegasi, which have our horses with wings, and there's something else about the hippogriff that I must be forgetting, because there's something that tail. Was, yeah, it, it's different from a pegasus, and then but a pegasus would be another example, and then a unicorn, you know. And sure it's not a hippo with wings. <laughs> that would be funny, dude. I would pay to see that. <laughs> that would be so funny. You just look up, you're like, hey, mom. There's a hippo in the sky. It's just this big fat creature on little itty bitty wings. <laughs> uh, but so, according to the book of Enoch, like it says, all flesh was corrupted. It's talking about all flesh. Like animals and people were becoming hybridized. Um, some people think that the statement, uh, Noah was uh, a righteous man perfect in his generation. Some people think that that's because his bloodline was the only one that was no longer that wasn't tainted with angelic blood. He was he was like the only pure human left 
him and his family. Oh, that would be terrifying. Yeah. Oh, that would be so... Oh, my gosh, that would be sketchy. Yeah. That would be... That would be so... So you'd literally be living in an alien world. Pretty much. Pretty much. I remember what I said about uh, Methuselah being a warrior. In, I think it was like last week's episode. I think so. Yeah, he was a giant killer. And so he was fighting off giants and Nephilim while Noah was getting into the flood, into the, uh, into the ark as the flood came. And it's his grandpa, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. His grandpa or... Yeah, it's his grandpa. Grandpa or great grandpa? Yep. Grandpa. Yeah. I just had to double check. Yeah. So, yeah. You want to continue? Yeah. Okay. Verse 13. And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and out with pitch. And this is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, its width 50 cubits, and its height 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark, and you shall finish it in uh, you shall finish it to a cubit from above, and set the door of the ark in its side. You shall make it with lower, second, and third decks. <clears throat> Before we continue. Talking about the construction of the ark. Construction of the ark. Okay. There's lengths here, right? Mm-hmm. Cubit is about a foot and a half. Am I right? Roughly. Roughly. Depending okay. on whether you're talking about the standard cubit or the sacred cubit, it can be anywhere from a foot and a half to two feet. Okay. Roughly. So, God gave the dimensions of this mm-hmm. this uh, arc. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, <clears throat> later, uh, Noah's Ark comes to rest on the top of Mount Ararat. Mm-hmm. And I will, I'm not going to go too far into that. I just... This is a point that I have to bring up with the construction. Okay. Satellite images mm-hmm. going over Mount Ararat picked up a shape that looked like a lemon. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was a uh, it was like a crater mm-hmm. at the top. Okay, because it's like ice up there now. Yeah. Okay. So a research team went to go look at it because it was strangely symmetrical. Mm-hmm. Okay. They measured its depth, its width, and its length on the top of Mount Ararat. And everything matched perfectly mm-hmm. with the length, width, and depth in the Bible. Not only that, they drilled into it a little bit and they found rooms. Mm-hmm. They found inner rooms. Mm-hmm. And within a few days of that site being discovered, it became a military base and is now classified. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. Here's something else that's interesting about the construction of the Ark. Okay. There was a scientist, and I will try to find the article um, so that I can put a link to it in our episode description. Uh, But I read an article, and it was by a scientist who did an experiment, okay? He built a boat with the dimensions of the Ark. And what they found was this Ark was the perfect shape, okay? A boat with these dimensions will not capsize. No matter what you do to it, it will not capsize. That is awesome. The waves cannot knock it over. Okay. God's the perfect designer. <laughs> exactly. Now, this boat is not good at going places. But it, it 
stands strong and it stays it does its job it stays where it, it needs stays to. on the water and it stays right and side up no it didn't need to go anywhere he just exactly. needed to exactly he needed something that would stay afloat atop great waters exactly where nothing else did yeah so literally this boat is the perfect design and somehow they had this figured out uh Hmm. What was it? Like four thousand years ago, when, <laughs> yeah. they, when they made all this up. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't even made boats like that. <laughs> well, because our boats are all supposed to go somewhere. Yeah, this boat is just supposed to stay on the water and not capsize. Mm. That's all it had to do, and it's absolutely perfect for that. Yeah. Um. Do you want me to continue or? Um. So I. At the moment, I'm forgetting the name of it, but there is a place. It's it's like a theme park, basically. The Ark Encounter? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they've actually got a life-size replica of the Ark. That they built. Yeah. Yeah. And so you go and you, like, these numbers, even when you talk about, like, it's, what is it, like, two football fields, I think? I think so, yeah. Yeah. that, That still doesn't give you an idea of how huge this thing is until you actually go and see it. You're like, okay, this thing is massive. Yeah. So... Let's see, thirty cubits, so that'd be uh, forty-five feet tall. That's that's a four-story building. This is tall yeah. as a four-story building. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So. So yeah, let's keep going forward. Okay. Um. Verse seventeen, and behold, I myself am bringing flood waters on the earth. To destroy from under heaven all flesh in which is the breath of life. Um, I think you skipped verse 16 because we stopped at the measurements. Oh, no, never mind. You did read 16. Sorry. Yeah. My, my brain didn't see something. You're so. good. Um, I'm going to restart that. And behold, uh, behold, I myself am bringing flood waters on the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh in which is the breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall go into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your son's wife with you. And of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female, of the birds after their kind, of animals after their kind, and of every creeping thing of the earth after its kind. Two of every kind will come to you to keep them alive. And you shall take for yourself all of all food that is eaten, and you shall gather it for yourself, and it shall be food for you and for them. Thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him. So he said, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Okay. So before people have asked me in evangelism, oh, well, with the ark, how did plants survive? Okay. Well, I, I, I know mm-hmm. the answer to that. Um, plants can live in water. Mm-hmm. And forty days and day, forty days and forty nights. Well, it was actually a, it was actually a full year for the flood. Oh yeah. Yeah, because they sat on the surface of the water. There was forty days and forty nights of rain, and then they were on the surface of the water. Yeah, but it, pl- seeds can survive oh, yeah. in yeah. winters, and then they grow back. Yeah. So that's my point. But my question is, it says everything that is on the earth shall die. So mm-hmm. my question is, how does that work? Oh, seeds. Yeah. Seeds aren't... Mm-hmm. Dude, they can't die because they're not living yet. Yeah. Hey, there we go. Yeah. I just answered my own question. Yep. So, um, plants... The plants could have died, 
but mm-hmm. their seeds are inside of the plants, so they just rest it at the bottom. The water isn't going to kill the seeds. Mm-hmm. That's why plants, tomatoes can regrow, and you don't have to keep planting them every year after mm-hmm. a long, harsh winter of being frozen in the ground. Yeah. Um. So that would make sense. Everything yeah. will die, so everything living that will die, but seeds aren't living yet. Mm-hmm. Because they're like the they're like the egg mm-hmm. of yeah. Yep. Um. No, notice we've got this phrase again. According to it's their kind. kind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'd think that phrase was important for some reason. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, there, you know, there's always that question, like, yeah, how do you, that's how, what they were thinking. Uh, <clears throat> let's go bring. Let's bring some. Uh, uh, let's see. Let's bring some chimpanzees, mm-hmm. so that a couple million years in the future. We can save the human race. <laughs> That's not what they were thinking. Yeah. Um, also. That's completely illogical. Yeah. If you just really look at it, if you take all the if you take all the weird sciency evidence evidence quotation marks that they have, uh, you literally would break it down to, let's save the human race by saving a couple chimpanzees now so that they can evolve into humans a million years in the future. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's ridiculous so another thing that people will talk about you know is well how did noah get all those animals on the ark you know yeah because we got thousands and thousands and thousands of species of animals yeah well first off speciation you only needed two dogs and they were probably wolves at that point yeah you only needed two wolves canine canine you need canine yeah two two canines you needed two cat types so probably like feline yeah two felines so um I brought this up in the first episode. Mm-hmm. I brought up, um, if you guys want to go back and check, um, <clears throat> the first episode that we've that we've put out, Genesis 1. Evolution, there are certain aspects of it that are true. That, that are true. What they call microevolution. Yeah, speciation. Micro-evolution. So I'm just going to recap real quick. So speciation. Um, a, a certain organism, okay, it gets introduced to a new climate. Mm-hmm. Let's say their, uh, let's say their their homes destroyed or something, and they have to they get pushed off like a, a forest fire, and they get pushed to a different climate. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this group of animals, okay, they're pushed to a different climate that they're not used to yet, and mm-hmm. they either have to adapt or die. Mm-hmm. Adaptation. Mm-hmm. It is possible for things to adapt. Yeah. Now, think about this though. Okay, so an example that I heard was if you have. A dog, a group of dogs that have the genes for long hair and the genes for short hair, and you put them Alaska, okay, or Antarctica, where it's cold, right? The small hair ones are going to die. The short hair ones are going to die. And pretty soon you have a race of dogs that only has long hair. Yeah. Now, well, think about this. The reason that they only have long hair is because they lost information. They no longer have the genes for short hair. Mm-hmm. Because all the dogs that had the gene for short hair died. Yeah. And so you've got adaptation by losing information. And if you were to take those long haired dogs and put them in a desert environment now that they've lost the short hair gene, they're not going to turn into short hair dogs because they don't have that information anymore. They don't have that ability anymore. Mm-hmm. Or also, um, <clears throat> let's take sickness. Okay. Mm-hmm. When you're exposed to something the first time, it's going to suck. Mm-hmm. Okay. But through that first exposure, your body creates the right um, antibodies, antibodies to fight that. So the next time you get it, or next time you are interacted with it, you won't get it, or it'll be killed fast. 
mm-hmm. and it's not going to affect you nearly as bad as it does the first time. Okay. So let's say this animal, these animals, they get pushed to a different climate. Okay. And there's something that they aren't used to. I, uh, let's see, think of an example. Um, it, it's, it's, uh, trying to think um let's just say that there's something that they're not used to it's gonna suck for a while mm-hmm. but eventually they're going to just like the antibodies thing their body's gonna get used to it and they're gonna adapt to it mm-hmm. and then through and or through when they reproduce those next animals are gonna have the genetics for it well i wouldn't say that they have the genetics for it maybe but not genetics they're Sorry, going to be, be they're going word. to be used to it from the beginning used to it from the beginning so yeah. for example you know you have Let's say you move down to Texas, right? And you've lived up North Idaho all the time. Yeah. You go down to Texas, it's, it's you know, 110 every day. Yeah. Or, and that's the low, you know? That's going to suck for a while because it's going to be so hot. Yeah. But, and eventually you might get used to it. But your kids are going to grow up in that environment. So they're, that's all they're ever going to be used to. And that's going to be natural weather. Yeah. And then you come up to North Idaho yeah. and it's 60 degrees, 70 <laughs> degrees. And you're like, oh my goodness, we're freezing. And you're like... Dude, this, this is great. This is great. Yeah. It's, um, it's so comfortable. Yeah, so I didn't mean genetics. Um, the point of evolution that I don't agree with is the macroevolution, that we came from different creatures, stuff like yeah. that. But, Variation um, to between that, kinds. To connect that with the two animals thing. Okay. All they needed... Okay, let's say it's been... How, how long do you think it's been since the flood? Uh, if I remember correctly, it's been roughly 2,000 years. Uh, if you add up the dates, it's been roughly... Jesus t- was 2,000 years ago. That's not right. Oh, you mean... how? I, oh, sorry. Today, it's been 4,000 years. 4,000 years. There you go. Roughly. Okay. So, about 4,000 years. <clears throat> so, 4,000 years. So, they had to get one canine. Mm-hmm. They had to get one... Or I mean, two. One male one and pair. female. But one, one pair. pair of canine, one pair. So, it doesn't matter what type of dog. They could have gotten corgis. Okay? They brought little two little cutest things right <laughs> and okay. they probably got and puppies yeah they probably got puppies too because less space less food and they have to uh they have to live longer they don't want them dying on the boat yep okay and help more healthy too mm-hmm. so yep. they won't get sick as easily um so they got young they probably got young animals and they had to get one type of species so they had to get uh what about no they wouldn't have to get one reptile right they'd have to get like lizard or mm-hmm. yeah some things they probably had to get multiples of, but yeah. But when you think about it, there's, you know, because we can trace back most, if not all, dogs back to wolf. Yeah. You know, we can trace their descent back to wolves. And that's and my point is, since then, they got off the boat, right? And they went out. God told every th- God told them to repopulate the earth. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's talking to the animals too, not just yeah, not just yep. uh, Noah. So they had. They had 4,000 years, because they could have run off to wherever. They they were exposed to a new climate. Wherever, on Mount Ararat, all those animals scattered from there. Mm-hmm. They all had to find a new place. So that means they've had 4,000 years moving to different climates and adapting to it, and certain species dying, or certain animals that have shorter hair, that's an example, dying off, and others living, and in certain areas where mm-hmm. it's really hot, long hair animals die, and shorter hair animals live, and all these combinations that have changed into different species of the, starting mm-hmm. from the center point. Yep. Dog. And then that's you like, have... if you look at humans, we had Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. They were one race. They weren't 20 different races. That's impossible. Mm-hmm. Yep. They were one race. 
from there, we they have had the black genes. people, we have white people, yep. we have Asian people, stuff like that. Yeah, they had the genes for all that. Yeah. And then, and then of course, we reset with Noah and his family. Yeah. You know? And, and this is through, the same thing, same thing applies. It's through climate. Um, so, African Americans, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, their origin is Africa. Mm-hmm. Okay? So... They've been. They were exposed to hot all the time and sunlight, mm-hmm. so their bodies adapted to the amount of sunlight exposure, and they're a lot less susceptible to melanoma, skin cancer, as we are, because mm-hmm. we haven't adapted to that. Yeah, because based on our climate, because we don't we don't need it. Well, because if you look at our ancestors, you know we're we're from places like uh, Ireland and Scotland yeah. and England, and if you look at those places, it's cloudy and rainy most of the time. Yeah. You know, so you don't you don't get a lot of sunshine. Mm-hmm. So that's my point with the uh, animal thing. Um, let's see. So just think about the routine of every day on the ark for a straight year. Mm-hmm. They have to. Did, do you think they fed? How did they feed the uh, animals? Do you think they brought extra animals to feed other ones or? Well, firstly, it's possible that all animals ate uh, grass before this, that no animal actually consumed flesh. Yeah. Because it is not until after the flood that God tells Noah that he can eat meat. True. Also, there have been numerous examples uh, of, I mean, like, for example, there was one lion that they had in a zoo. He He didn't eat meat. He ate grass. And we have that prophecy about how the animals, you know, how like the lion will eat grass. Uh, I forget where it is, but I'm pretty sure there's a prophecy about the animals, the carnivorous animals, like the lion eating grass, like an ox. Mm. And so it's possible that it wasn't until after the flood that they actually began eating each other. Yeah. Um, And uh, God could have been providing them a seed too. Yeah. Because he could have been planting and mm-hmm. growing the plants throughout the year on the boat. Mm-hmm. And it's possible plenty of rain outside. <laughs> um, <'cause, laughs> and and feeding the animals the... But they would have had fresh water. Yeah. First off, water. it would have been fresh water. All rain. Secondly, um, you know where in verse 16 where it says make a roof? Yeah. That can also be translated as skylight. Oh, that's cool. Because then... So sunlight for the plants. Exactly. So he could have actually been growing plants inside the ark. And it could have been on the first layer. The first deck. Yeah, the first deck. And then the other two deck, the bottom deck for storage, middle deck for everything that's alive, and then the top deck for growing stuff, maybe? Just imagine, though. You, okay, you're up on the top, right? You're just looking out, empty seas, right? Raining, you're looking out, all right? And then you walk down, and the place where you sleep is with thousands of animals. Yeah. Yeah. Tigers, bears, huge creatures and the the composure that god gave ah you know what, i guess if they just ate grass they would have all been kind to each other mm-hmm. they wouldn't be eating each other in there yep. so they would you just walk out down there imagine what a miracle would be today if you walked if you if you uh, got off a plane and you walk into the tropical jungle right and you see a thousand animals like freaking Lion King, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the monkey's holding up Simba, right? And you just see all these animals just circled around, all of them which should be eating each other, and they're all just, just content, mm-hmm. all standing in the same place. 
Yeah. That would freak you out. You would be terrified. <laughs> yeah. Because you wouldn't know what's happening. And they're down there sleeping mm-hmm. in that area. That's just a cool thought to me. And they would have to go around feeding them all day. That's probably what they did. Literally well, the entire day just spending feeding animals every single day. What about the uh, results of feeding animals? Oh, that'd be nasty. <laughs> it would be. Oh, bro. How'd they do that? <gasps> I don't know. <laughs> it, it's, I mean, like, if I was them, I'd probably just, like, throw it over the side. No, 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 they probably, yeah, they probably did, but they probably, what well, if they had, the like, hatches in, in the but layer the hand, so that they could. Think about this. You use manure in a garden. If, like, you were oh, saying they had a garden. That's cool. Then they've got fertilizer. Yeah. And that's where the soil comes from. Yeah. Because they didn't dive to the bottom and grab some dirt. <laughs> yeah, although they might have put dirt to begin with in. Yeah, just to start, in, though. So, due to a technical glitch with my computer, the last three minutes of our podcast was not recorded. And thanks to a time crunch, Caleb and I were not able to re-record it. So, I'm sorry about that, guys. And hope you'll come back next time for our Halloween special, in which we will be taking a break from our regular uh, study of the Bible to talk about Halloween. So until next time, I'm Michael, Caleb isn't here right now, and this has been The Two Witnesses. Thank you for listening to our podcast, and we pray that God has used this to touch you in some way. We hope that you will join us next week as we continue our journey through the Bible.